Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today we are joined by a special guest with us as well. We have Mike Thomas coming back onto the podcast. You can find his work over on the Chatter After podcast, Collider.com, and Amateur Otaku podcast. And today, we're here to be giving you our top five favorite films and television shows of 2023, dot, 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 so far. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, at FilmOptics, or you can email us at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Mr. Michael Thomas, it's really great to have you back on the show yet again. We've been trying to do this for a while. But, you know, life happens and that's okay. But how have you been? What have you been watching? And what have you been playing? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me back. I know it's been it's been a quite a bit since I've been on the show, but it's always an honor talking with, with you and Devin. What I've been watching, I can't talk about because redacted. But I've been watching two shows, two high-profile shows. So we'll just leave that be. Can't tell you what they are. Mr. We'll Big Man on campus. <laughs> uh, as far as what I've been playing, uh, I've been threatening to play Final Fantasy. I just haven't actually downloaded it, so it's been a, it's it's been a lot of yeah. I should play this game and I should play that game, but I end up never taking the time to download them because it takes forever. So I'm just stuck playing Overwatch or revisiting older games that I've been having in the backlog uh tears of the kingdom i guess is, is the thing i've really been invested in lately uh i think i caught up with you christian i have to go beat ganon and i think yeah. i'm just about done i'm so, about done yeah <laughs> yeah that's once that. that's over I, I guess i'm gonna try and do either final fantasy or Baldur's gate before spider-man you know because spider-man's right around the corner oh dude bless your heart like Baldur's gate like Whew, I, Final Fantasy 16, I can understand. That's doable because that's like a 30, 35 hour playthrough. But Baldur's Gate, I want to get into Baldur's Gate, but I can't because there's Starfield that's out. And it's like, I can't. And I'm also starting Cyberpunk 2077 for the first time. I've had it forever, but I've had to upgrade my PC in order for it to run properly. And there's just there's too many games. There's too much to play right now. There's too much. This year in games has been insane. This is why I say threatening, right? Because it's like, <laughs> I want to do so much, and then I end up doing so little in comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's getting crazy. But I'm glad that you are having fun with the two redacted shows that you have been watching. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, flirting with the idea of playing Final Fantasy sixteen. I got uh, Baldur's Gate. It looks so good. I'm like, I there's too many big games coming out. Like if they were like double A to like triple A third party games, I could probably pick and choose. But it's like you get Spider Man, Starfield, Baldur's Gate's a big one. 
Final Fantasy 16 still up. I, I can't. It's, man, there's never enough time in the day. It kind of sucks. But, yep. Mr. Devin, what have you been watching? What have you been playing on the side? I've been watching some some sports entertainment, getting ready for the seasons that are coming up here, football and basketball. I've been watching Winning Time Season 2 on HBO, as well as mm. Hard Knocks on HBO every week. Just oh. getting ready for the seasons. Yeah, yeah. NFL season's coming up. I got my fantasy draft all all through. I'm, I'm very I'm happy with my team. For the most part, I'm not happy with my my QB because I accidentally picked the wrong person. Uh, oh no! Yeah, uh, but it, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. He's my backup QB. He's not my my full front QB. But yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that you have been um, having a good week, Devin, and you know. Gearing up for the NFL football season. I'm very excited for that as well. Um, for myself, I've been dabbling or flirting with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 when it comes to just playing games um, in the leisure time. What I've been watching is, you know, I've been watching some Succession. Um, usually nowadays where it's like, I want to watch something new. And then I just turn on Seinfeld. And that's just the end of it. <laughs> so it's like... Man, outside of the movies, obviously, we've been watching. I do want to pick up on another show, and I think I can blow through the bear pretty quickly. So I'm oh, very, yes, you can. I'm very excited for that altogether. It's very bingeable. I, I watched the bear on my flight to San Diego for Comic-Con. I just watched the entire season oh, <laughs> on the wow, flight. There you go. Oh, okay, okay. Who's your flight? Spirit Airlines? <laughs> uh, Delta. <laughs> Ah, uh, there we go. That yeah, yeah. Never fly Spirit, folks. It is horrible. Never. I will never do it again. It wasn't even my choice to ch- fly Spirit when I went to. Um, I flew to Vegas, but they were like, "Yeah, we need the cheapest flight for my friend's bachelor party." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm flying Spirit." So that, yep, yeah, that was an experience. So <laughs> it is That's what it is. Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Our, our Vegas plate was also spirit. We got there and back, but that's about it. Yeah, the ride in <laughs> that's such was, a low bar. I I know it. The ride in for us was actually very smooth. The ride back, never again. Never again. While I while I fly spirit, I just I can't do it. It's too much. It's too much for me. But as we mentioned before, we're going to be giving our top five favorite shows and films of 2023 thus far. So the way this is going to work is we're going to get into our uh, top five favorite shows first and foremost. That's going to be the rapid fire section. So we're just going to go down the list of the little round table that we have and list off our top five favorite shows, Um, you know. Obviously, you can explain to people after you've chosen those um, shows as to why you pick them. And then we'll get into our top five favorite films. And that will be a countdown from five, four, three, two, one type situation. Because originally, this is just going to be top five favorite films. And I was like, we got to show some television some love because there are a lot of amazing TV shows out there. And it would be a disservice to ignore them because TV in my opinion, for the most part, within recent years, has been outperforming films. Just overall, I'm just that's just my little take on it, but that's just how I feel. 
altogether, but there's nothing better than a good television show. Like that everybody watches. Like there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Absolutely love it. So we're going to start off with Mr. Mike Thomas to give his top five favorite TV shows. Then we'll go to Devin and then myself. So Mr. Michelangelo, take it away. Yeah. So uh, I've been watching a lot of animation this year. So three of my top five shows are animated. Uh, First off, I guess would be my adventures with Superman. Love that show. It's a great like reinterpretation of the Superman mythos. He's fighting new villains. Uh, He's teaming up with interesting characters. I like his dynamic with Lois and Jimmy specifically in this iteration. And he's a lot younger. Like he's only like 22 and he's still finding himself. He doesn't know what his powers even are. Like, how do you know you're bulletproof until somebody shoots you, you know? So I think it's a a cool spin on the Superman mythology. Uh, Next, I guess, The Last of Us. You and Devin know that show very well. We cover just about every episode here. It's a perfect uh, reinterpretation of that story, in my opinion. It does a a, a lot of things different, but I think those enhance that experience. It doesn't take away from it. So Tilu definitely on my list. Legend of Vox Machina. Love that show. It's fantastic. As somebody who's not into Dungeons and Dragons, I think Legends is a great introduction into that entire concept in that world. And I think the team at Critical Role and uh, Prime Video just put together a really great show. And The Bear. The Bear is a show that Brandon, my uh, podcast co-host at The Chatter After, has been begging me to watch. Oh, and sounds I, like, I, familiar. Yeah, I watched it in a day. It's so good. It's so good. Christian, you have to watch it. Watch The Bear. Oh, <laughs> fine. No, I will. I, I will watch it. Let me get through the season finale of Succession Season 3, and then I will switch over to The Bear. I promise. You'll <laughs> get through The Bear in less than a week. I, I, trust me, you will. Okay. <laughs> Like bare naked ladies one week that that that's 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 what it literally reminded me of. Just like the show, the binge never ends. It just you just keep going, <laughs> full force. Seriously, all gas, no brakes. That's what Coach Lafleur says. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost on that reference. <laughs> it's a Green Bay Packers reference. Football's coming up. Get on it. <laughs> I I know it doesn't feel like it is, man, but it's coming quick. Like, whew. it's crazy. So, yeah, so Mike gave his top five. Those are all excellent um, suggestions or actually just shows for people to watch if you are looking for something new to watch or if you haven't started a popular series that you've been meaning to start. Definitely take Mike's watches under consideration. So we're going to go over to Devin. What are your top five? Oh. Just interjecting because I only gave four. Oh, I'm more. sorry. <laughs> You're good. We got sidetracked because we were bullying you into watching The Bear. <laughs> yep. Worth it. Just it like was I totally was bullied into watching uh, Cobra Kai, and I, had, I love it now. <laughs> the Bear is significantly shorter, so you guys has that going for it. Uh, last show is Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. It is an anime about a kid, or yeah, he's an adult. He's a young adult who hates his job. So much that the zombie apocalypse is actually refreshing and calming to him. It is the wackiest show you will ever see, but it has a lot of heart and a lot of depth to it. Uh, because, again, what if the end of the world actually brought you peace? 
that's kind of an interesting concept they, they play mm, with. And it's a new take on the zombie genre. So if you haven't seen that, it's on Netflix and, of course, Crunchyroll because anime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy that you put you, not one, but two animated, you know, things in there. One being more the American style uh, animation. And then, of course, you went over to uh, Japan and picks up another great Man. anime. And Superman, my God, I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long day. So, yeah, Mike has three animation TV shows that you guys should definitely check out. Because animation's definitely, um, it's given us some really great stuff this year. Um, I'm really excited about that. But, Mr. Devin, when moves you on over to you, what are your top five favorite television shows of 2023 so far? I will mention I also am currently watching my adventures uh, with Superman. It's been pretty good so far. I think I'm like three episodes in, but it's a good time. But as far as my top five of the year goes so far, um, kind of an under the radar one for me that kind of came out on a not so great service, streaming service, but I really enjoyed the show was Poker Face. Came out on Peacock, of course. Nobody has Peacock, but um, <laughs> if you're a Ryan Johnson show, right? Yeah, if you're a Ryan Johnson fan, it's it's a must watch because it's just him at his best doing an anthology prime series it was just a lot of fun um then at four i have barry barry's been one of one of my favorite shows these past few years just the way it's been transforming from comedy to drama and they wrapped it all up nicely this season as nicely as they could have um then at three i have the bear we've already been on that one discussed it and we're gonna have christian watch it of course (laughs) and then at two i have beef that one came out on Netflix and really it just took hold of me and haven't really stopped thinking about it much since I watched it. And it makes me really excited for Thunderbolts coming out because they got that that writing team to to go to that movie, which is really exciting. And then for one It's such a great show. Yeah, beef just out of nowhere, it just smacks you in the face. And then for one, uh, Tilu held on strong for me since what was that January? And I know it just had that emotional impact. And I sent you the tweet today, Christian. Apparently, today is like the actual day Bill and Frank died. Yeah, August 29th, August 29th, twenty twenty three. So yeah. it just feels fitting. It just feels Jeez. right. It's so sad. Was, do I go watch that episode again? It's, it's basically a movie, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Have my heart broken all over again. <laughs> pain, pain, pain. The world will know pain. But <laughs> again, with Devin's uh, phenomenal top five lineup, uh, I feel like we're going to share a few. I got the killer um, bees in there. Very yeah, bear beef. <laughs> very bear and beef. Yeah. Uh, De- yeah. Devin's been, I need to actually start um, not only the bear, but. Barry, I did start and then I fell off. It wasn't that the show was boring. It's just I get sidetracked so easily. I think actually Vox Machina came out around that time. I think it was season one. I can't really remember. And then I just, you know, went down that rabbit hole. But from Mike and Devin, they have given some amazing recommendations for television shows that you guys should definitely check out if you're looking for something new to watch um because again it is probably the best time to be watching television because the emmys are pushed back until uh 2024 anyway so if you need to catch up on succession or the bear the beef um the last of us ted lasso any of these or any other uh television shows out there house of the dragon 
now is the time to do so. Like 100%. Because for what I'm seeing, at least on the film side, like there are things coming out, but August has been a kind of a white month, I will say, when it comes to film. And September is iffy, at least on from my opinion or from, from what I'm seeing. I mean, that can easily change, but I think October onward for film is definitely going to be the heavy hitter months for sure. Cause that's just how it is when it comes to films, the bigger films usually release out towards the end of the year. Of course, we're getting the killers of the flower moon. Uh, it's getting mm-hmm. a new release date, Og- October 20th, same day as Spider-Man two. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's going to be weird. So now I'm going to sound off on my top five favorite series of 2023 thus far starting with, and this, this is very, very tough for me, <laughs> just to let you guys know. Uh, I'm going to start off with Love and Death. That was on HBO Max or Max, if you want to call it that now. Stars um, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, she does a fantastic job with a phenomenal cast. And you also have Kirsten Dunst's husband, who is in the show. We have Jesse Plemons playing the, um, I guess you could say, supporting role to Elizabeth Olsen. But it is a limited series, so it is seven episodes all together, and then you're you're done with the entire story. Um, it tells a better seven-episode story than most MCU uh, series have sus- thus far. Uh, besides WandaVision, we, we got which also starts Elizabeth Olsen. That but- was a nine-episode story, though, so they still failed. <laughs> Oh my God, Mike! No, 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 no! Wide division slander on this show. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's not slander. It's just like for the criteria you set, Wide division yeah. doesn't even fit. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it's like the closest one. Well, I mean, I guess we have the other six episodes, but yeah. I digress. It is a fantastic <laughs> show that is based on a true story. So if you know of that story, definitely check out the series adaptation so that is my number five my number four is going to be ted lasso season three which was phenomenal i wish we would have gotten more seasons for this show but you know all good comedies must come to an end i think this was a great arc to end Ted's story. If they want to continue with these same characters, maybe call it something like the Richmond way or something of that nature where they can kind of continue the story without having Ted in the picture. Um, It gets really tough when it comes to comedies and trying to figure out where to end them. But I will say this being on Apple, um, Apple TV plus, you should definitely check out that. And they have so many other amazing TV shows that I think a lot of people sleep on Apple TV plus like for sure. But when it comes to my number three, I'm going to go with beef that is on Netflix. I did not expect to enjoy this show so much. It is produced by a 24, I believe. And it is it is just insane. Like if you haven't seen this, I think they are saying it's just limited series as for now. I don't know if we're getting a second season, but it, it's one of those weird things where I think beef is going down the same lines as the White Lotus, where it was just the first season 
and they're like, hey, you know, this is limited series. They tried to uh, plug it in for the Oscars, uh, not the Oscars, but the Emmys. And then they're like, oh, well, we're going to do a second season. It's like, well, now it's not a limited series because limited series is one and done. But I've also heard that it can be up to two, no more than two. I'm not sure how true that is. That was just random stuff that I read on the internet. Not sure how uh, valid that is. But for most limited series, it is a one and done type situation. So definitely watch Beef. So that is going to be my number three. My number two is The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2. It was outstanding, and I can't wait for the third season. And apparently, when I was talking to Mike off-air, they're supposed to be making a separate series with a new cast of like D&D characters. It was something of the nine. I can't really remember, but it looked pretty awesome, at least from the small little... Uh, shroud of image that we got yeah the mighty nine is another critical role campaign that they're turning into an animated series so that's exciting because it's not i I appreciate that it's not replacing vox machina right we're just getting two shows so you can't Mm. you can't be mad with that yeah not 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 at all not at all but yeah much like mike said you know vox machina it's just it's just that show if you are into D&D, even if you're not into D&D. It is a show that I think everyone should watch. The first two episodes are streaming on Amazon Prime, and it is probably some of the best written storytelling for like animation television that I've seen in a very long time. Of course, you also get Ashley Johnson playing as the, um, the, the mighty paladin herself. But I'm very excited to um, yeah see what's next on the docket for season three and the Mighty Nine as well from Critical Role and of course Shocker for my number one so far of 2023 is The Last of Us. It is, whew, it's amazing. Like it, it really is. Like talk about a television, a, a video game adaptation done right. An adaptation, not a video not a show that's based off a video game which would be arcane which is also very very good but it is not technically a video game adaptation it's just based off the video game because there's not really a story in (laughs) in arcane but when it comes to the last of us you know bella ramsey pedro pascal game of thrones actors get it done and i can't wait for season two i'm very very excited So with all that said, we're going to switch on over. We're going to switch gears over into our top five favorite films of 2023. Thus far, we're going to start again with our number five, and then we're going to go four, three, two, one altogether. So we're going to go with this order. We're going to start with Mike. He's going to give his number five, then Devin and myself, and then we will move on from there. So Mr. Mike. What is your number five pick or your favorite film of 2023 so far? Yeah, I want to just get ahead of this and say that there's still a lot of movies I haven't seen yet. So this list will look very different by December. But as <laughs> yeah. of right now, uh, my number five film took a lot of a lot of thought. My number five, I think, is Air. <laughs> the mm-hmm. sports, not sports biopic not biopic about 
like the the foundation of Nike and specifically the Air Jordans. I just think Matt Damon does a fantastic job in that movie. Uh, he delivers a, a great performance, and I like how Michael Jordan is at the center of this story, but he's never the focus. If that makes sense, like I think they do a really interesting job, kind of crafting it and showing the developmental process of the Air Jordans and what will become the brand that we know today as Jordan and Nike. Uh, I just think it's it's a solid a solid sports movie if we call it that. I, it, it's it's one of those things where it's focusing on details of everyday life that we don't really think about, and they were able to showcase it in an interesting way. Because like it's a movie about shoes or the making of a sneaker that sounds boring, but it wasn't. And I think that's yeah. <laughs> that's really what makes it stand out. To <laughs> it, me. it was hard to keep this one off my list. I agree with you on, on all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been such a good year for Matt Damon. He killed it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mr. Devin, what is your number five favorite film of 2023 thus far? My number five is a bit of an emotional one. I went with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Hmm. The the final send-off for our our good friends in the galaxy. So good. Definitely had some tears, tears blowing up towards the end there. Um, Such a, such a joyous, joyful, happy ending that you don't see very often in movies. And I just think he did did such a good job of wrapping everything up. And hopefully it's a sign of things to come for DC and James Gunn. Um, that is yet to be seen, but we'll see. A great way to wrap things up for that group of characters, though. Yeah, for sure. I, Sorry, go ahead. I did not expect Guardians 3 to be that good. It's like, there's a yeah. lot that it has to accomplish, but I think Gunn manages to do it in such a satisfying way, right? It's just a great conclusion to that franchise. I, I'm really, really happy with it. I'm with you, Devin. Like It was between Air and Guardians 3 where I'm like, I don't know if I can say I now like... We got them both covered. Perfect. Yeah, we got them both covered. So I'm glad, I'm glad it was on your list, but I don't know if I could have ranked one over the other. So it was literally a coin flip at the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, man, for my, for my number five... I have been I've actually been tossing between air and past lives because I love all on the air train. I like it. We are. I think I'm going to give the edge to past lives because I haven't seen this yet. Sell me. Yeah, I still need to as well. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a 24. So usually when it comes to these types of movies, they are very, very good. It, It is essentially it's it's what it sounds like. It is about two former friends who have just drifted apart throughout life. And then they reconnect when they are a little bit older, I'd say maybe around like college. It's the right love at the wrong time situation. Mm. That is probably the best way I can explain it. I know I just like, (laughs) yeah, it's definitely on the list. I just gotta, it's find somehow to watch it. And I know Leo watched it a few days ago and he was bawling his eyes out and I was, oof, man, I, I was, I was, wasn't crying, crying, but I was crying on the inside. I'm like, this is so freaking sad. And you want nothing more but to root for these two characters to work things out. But it's, it's a perfect example of, like I said, you know, the right love at the wrong time, but it's also a perfect example of how life just happens and things are unavoidable and you just have to, you may not like the situation that the other person is in, but you have to accept it and, you know, move on with the rest of your life. So it was, um, 
it, it left me thinking for a while. I was like, man, like if only this would have happened. Oh, if only that would have happened. Definitely check it out because it is, it's powerful for sure. And I didn't think I was going to like it as much, but when I sat down and watched it, I was like, wow, this is, there's usually one A24 movie per year that really grabs my attention and past lives is definitely that one for this year. Like 100%. So I hope I did a great job selling that <laughs> for you guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was sold already, but that helps enforce it. Yeah. yeah I'm definitely going to check this out as soon as I can. Yeah. I was, man, I was like, I haven't felt it's, it almost feels like the live action version of your name. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, Mike, I'm not oh, sure if man. you see it. Almost like it definitely has those vibes, but like I was like, oh my gosh, I it's 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 a movie about life. That's all I can say. And my gosh, I I'm gonna tear up on the mic here if, if I don't. That's stop how you sell it. a movie by comparing it to your name. Like, okay, got it. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, but obviously more realistic. There is no fantasy or whatnot. But <laughs> but yeah, it is, man. Gosh, they, they really know how to get you. Anyway, let's move on <laughs> to our number four. We'll start with Devin, then we'll go to Mike, and then myself. So, Devin, what is your number four favorite film of the year? All right. Well, number four is where I start to cheat on my list because wow. I did not want to break any ties. So, number four is basically my, my slot for favorite horror movie of the year so far. And I couldn't decide <laughs> between two, so I just went with two that actually are pretty similar when you think about it. And those two are Talk to Me and Evil Dead Rise. They are both possession-type movies with a female-led cast about a lot with, dealing a lot with family drama. That's kind of like the similarities there. I think they both just kicked ass. Yeah, they, they were pretty. They were, they were pretty awesome. Devin knows that when it usually comes to like possession horror movies, I'm like, eh. but Evil Dead Rise was pretty awesome and Talk to Me was, was pretty good too. Like, But it's the story themselves because anyone can just make a random possession movie like um, you know the new Exorcist movie or the Pope's Exorcist. Like, those are just like your basic run-of-the-mill yeah. like, Exorcist movies. Those come out every year. These are yeah. just like actually actually written out and planned and it's not, they have good visuals to match the, the story as well. Yeah, the story is really what gets me for both of these. But, Mr. Mike, what is your number four film of the year so far? Yeah, uh, Talk to Me was a film, just by the way, that I was watching with like one eye open, trying to like not jump out of my seat in terror. <laughs> yeah, I definitely um, got that vibe. It, it, it's great, though. For me, it's funny that we were talking about your name earlier, because... Same director. I'm going with Suzume. Um, I think <laughs> this anime film is fantastic. It's it's got a lot of it's got a lot to say about like climate change. Um, that's pretty much uh, Shinkai's entire deal with all of his movies. He wants to talk about how right the planet is affected right by the things we can or can't control. So I think this movie again, girl and her boyfriend chair as crazy as that concept might be <laughs> that's anime for you but all of the characters are really strong i think the story is probably the strongest that he's had like i know we reviewed it uh here christian but yeah. i think having time to sit on it i think that movie might be better than weathering with you 
in your oh. name, which is oh. controversial. Um, but yeah, the more I watch it, the more I think about it. I really love this film. And I, even now looking at this list, I may have it a couple spots too low. That's how much I love Suzume. Oh. <laughs> so you're telling me you love Cats. That was in Suzume. <laughs> that, the evil cats. <laughs> the evil, you know, the Daijin. You know, you reminded me of that. It stays at four for him alone. Oh. Hate the cat. <laughs> Way to go. That was a creepy cat. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. No, no, sir. What? For my number four, uh, it's also a horror movie, but I'm going to go the other side of the spectrum and go with Scream 6, baby. A movie was amazing. And it borrows. It, it's basically the... It's the A New Hope and Force Awakens effect where uh, Scream 6 echoes a lot of what Scream does, where, you know, these characters are in college and, you know, heck, you know, hell just kind of breaks loose. But it is a bigger landscape because they're using all of New York City. But I feel like Scream 6 took what Scream did Scream 2 did so well and amplified it and made it better, much like The Force Awakens um, echoes a lot from A New Hope, but it's essentially a better Star Wars movie, in my opinion. But when it comes to Scream 6, you know, you get Jenna Ortega, uh, Melissa uh, Barrera, and the rest of the crew, uh, Courtney Cox coming back stronger than ever, but man, oh man, I... It, it was a rush. It was definitely a rush. I know uh, some people, uh, Devin, that wasn't super crazy about the body count, but I, it was at least six or seven people who died. But I think Devin was looking for the, other the people. The ending like, just, uh, it just really, really <laughs> ruined a lot. I was so Oh, yeah, that's it. right. He did not like the ending whatsoever. I thought it was pretty awesome. I'm very excited to see where they go for Scream 7. I'm very sad that Radio Silence will not be coming back. For the next Scream uh, 7 movie. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I was hoping they kind of like, you know, give us like a good eight Scream movies. Like five, six, seven, eight. And then kind of just end it. But we shall see. But that was my number four. It's a fantastic slasher film of the year. And an honorable mention I will say for another slasher just really quick is Megan. Um, It it was (laughs) a surprise (laughs) hit of the year. No, seriously, seriously. I want to see the rated R version because I'm very, I'm very interested in that. But let's move on here to our number three. I'm just going to go back to back for my number three and then we'll go to Mike and then we'll go for Devin. Number three for me so far is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Three, three. <laughs> uh, there you go. Number three, Volume 3 and number three. But like you guys have said before, we we knew that this was going to be good, but we I don't think we expected to be fantastic, as fantastic as it was. Because you could definitely tell within this film that Marvel had less hands-on as they've ever probably had within a MCU film and just let James Gunn do his thing, and we got a phenomenal movie out of it. And I think movies like this and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, along with a few others like No Way Home, you know, when it comes to like the movie uh, superhero fatigue thing, I think people just want good superhero movies because you're going to have good superhero movies 
than bad comic book movies. And you're going to have good slashers, good horror movies. And then you're going to get bad horror movies like sick or they slash them. And they're just, <laughs> they are Mike. If you've ever seen it, any of them there, it's the plots are just so bad and so basic. And it's uh, like the concept of they slash them was really awesome. Yeah. But they just fumbled the ball when it came to the story. But I digress. Guardians Volume 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is my number three. It is phenomenal. I can't wait to watch it again. I want to watch, like, Volume 1, 2, and 3, like, have a little movie marathon for Guardians. And they really just, they hit it home. They really did. And that I was like, that's just so perfect. Yeah, like, that. that's how you close out a trilogy. And I've never listened to Florence and the Machines before, but I sure do now. You never listened to them before? Oh, come on. I don't, I don't think I really ever did. Very, very good band. Highly underrated, in, in my opinion, at least here in Music City, because everyone just listens to country all day. But let's move on to our number three, four. Mr. Mike Thomas, what is your number three? Yeah, my number three is John Wick Chapter Four. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I love the John Wick franchise so much. It's It's arguably the best action series going today, right? Uh, I think this movie does a lot of things really well. I wasn't as big a fan of uh, John Wick 3, but I think John Wick 4 just kind of hammers home everything uh, we we wanted from this franchise. And Keanu Reeves, for as stoic and like calm of a character that John Wick is, I think he still delivers a really great performance. I think the action is at its best in this movie. And then, I mean, Donnie, come on. He's he's fantastic yeah. in this film as well. So it, it's not the most, um, like, plot-wise, it's not the strongest of anything on my list, but it's just a fantastic action movie. And that's yeah. all it has to be. And I think that's what makes John Wick special is, like, its simplicity of, hey, we, we have a story that you can follow. It's not bad by yeah, any means. Yeah, it's just enough story. It's just enough, exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. It's just enough for you to be like, yeah, we're going to the next set piece where John's going to have to fight in another club and nobody in the club realizes the fight is happening and he's like killing people for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that sounds fantastic to me. Mr. Devin, what is your number three film of the year? My number three is also another two-pointer, but I think this one, I think this one's very fitting. I don't think this one's cheating. This, this one I'm going with Barbenheimer. <laughs> I mean, ah, okay. it's, it's the ultimate cheating, duo isn't we've it? ever had. <laughs> but they go they go hand in hand. They, they, they go down in history together. It's it's so cool. And I think I honestly do think them coming out the same day. Like it, I think it helps both of them. Like just mm. having that that crowd around everything and that hype surrounding everything just kind of led, especially for for Oppenheimer, which is a three hour rated R biopic from the forties. Like. To, to, yeah. For it to almost be at a billion, like it's crazy to even think about. But um, Christopher Nolan at the top of his game, always been a fan, and it really is an amazing movie as well as, well as Barbie. Um, just seeing them together, or at least I think it was in, within a day of each other, so not technically one day, but it's just such a cool event that this happened. And of course, we could have seen this as a day that saved theaters, but now with all the writer strikes and them not paying the writers like they should, we're going to have more issues at the theaters moving forward. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I got you there. It's it's very that is very true. So let's move on to our number two slot. We're actually gonna go back to Devin and then I'll go and then Mike. So Devin, the snake draft, baby. What's your number two? <laughs> My number two is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Oh, which is just just such a good movie like the first one obviously blew everyone away no one was expecting anything from it it's just a random sony animated spider-man movie and it really blew everyone away and this one just pumps up everything to a new level and sets up a trilogy that it's going to go down in history as one of one of the best animated series we've had i feel like and it just kind of transcends what you can even think of as far as animation and what it can look like and I'm so excited for the third one, but it seems like it's going to be a while from now. So we'll have to wait. I think I know what your number one is, Devin. I'm not going to say it, but I, I'm curious. I could be totally wrong. So I do not know. But we'll yeah, yeah, we'll see for sure. Uh, for my. It, it was number- definitely. Indica- this, I was going to say, I was gonna just say that Spider Verse is definitely a contender for one. It was a tough choice. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's, it's tough to choose like that number one. Um, but for my number two, my second favorite film of 2023 so far is, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, out of left field. Oh yeah. I like Judy Bloom, phenomenal author, but this movie is everything that comes with a coming of age film especially from the female lens. And I don't feel like we get a lot of those nowadays. We kind of sort of got one with book smart. We have one with Ladybird as well. And of course, with the same director for, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret um, comes the edge of 17 that starred Haley Seinfeld. And for this movie for, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. It's a very long title, but it's it's everything I've probably ever wanted in a coming of age film. I love the coming of age movies. Are probably it's probably my favorite genre when it come when it comes to films uh, searching through adolescence. And also we also had a eighth grade as well that was as somewhat recent within recent years for another uh, female lens or female led um, coming of age story. But yeah, like this movie just had everything and made me laugh. It made me think and just i'm very happy that we have this movie for um for women and for little girls out there uh moving forward just so they have something to relate to so it's not just always every single like not every single coming of age film needs to be like a bunch of dude bros like yeah it's fun like you know there's a million of them out there we have good boys we have super bad like there, there's so many it's it's crazy but i really enjoy this movie and I, i've watched it twice so far and it really just uh makes you think so that is my number two it's kind of crazy it's, this is just a case where a title just like like took me like off of this movie immediately like the title is just so it's just too much I just couldn't handle it. It's the name of the book, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's on my watch list. It's it, it is very good. If you liked The Edge of Seventeen, you're gonna like this because it's the same director, one hundred percent. But sold. Good. yeah, <laughs> he's it sold. <laughs> Mister Mike, what is your number two favorite movie of twenty twenty three? 
Yeah, I'm echoing Devin here. It's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This, <laughs> wow, wow. This movie is almost perfect. It's almost perfect. It would have been number one, but there's one glaring problem. What? It ended. Yeah, that is that is the big issue. It, it had to end at some point. Yeah, like the, it, it, it's perfect. Like I love everything they did with Miles. I love what yeah. they did with Gwen in this movie. The the only issue I have is that this movie ended, and then it said "see you later," and then the director came out and said, "Don't know when later is. We haven't even started working on the next one." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, that was an awful experience you just put me through. You're number two now." I need to know how it came out that 2024 was ever the date because there's no way that was ever the date. Yeah, I want to know where that came from as well. It's funny because Mike's basically echoing Eleven from (laughs) Stranger Things Season 2 and she's like, when is soon? Is soon day 23? Is soon day 146 or whatever it is? She keeps going off and David Harbour's like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, Lord Miller, I've been with you guys for like a decade now. Friends don't lie. Like, don't Friends tell don't me lie. This, this movie's coming out in 2024 and it's not coming out. That said, this is still one of the best movies of the year. Like, yeah. even without the next part with the cliffhanger and all that stuff, the animation, like, like Devin was saying, it pushed a new level for animation. But mm. also, this is a superhero movie. No superhero movie is usually ever this good. Yeah. As somebody I'm sure who, nominated. Neither. Yeah. Yeah. And if they are this good, they usually are, I will say. I think they're usually Spider-Man movies that are, like, raising the bar. But obviously, like, not no slight to any of the other heroes. It's just, he's my favorite, so. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know. <laughs> no, Mike's but, like, I'm jotting that down. <laughs> no, but, like, it revitalized animation in a way that didn't even need to be revitalized. Yeah, there like, are already for- movies that have taken, like, Taking some some liberties from this movie, like the animation style, like Puss in Boots, that new one was amazing. Yeah, Mitchell's for Machines, that was an amazing one. It's just like it gets becoming its own category. Yeah, for sure, and that's all from the first movie. So, like, imagine what the takeaway is going to be from this movie, and that's the thing where it's like we're watching a classic come to life, right? Like, this is going to go down as one of the greatest animated movies ever made. And yep. like, that's amazing. But it's number two because it had the nerve to end and make me frustrated. <laughs> oh, my so. God. I, okay, I love a good cliffhanger. And this had a fantastic, it had a comic book feel cliffhanger. And I was like, let's freaking go. I knew it was, you know, if, you know, we have to wait, whatever, whatever. But I was like, now that is how you do a cliffhanger. If you're going to have see- a cliffhanger. A comic book cliffhanger, they'd be like, hey, we'll see you next week. Or at worst, we'll see you next month. This said, <laughs> we'll see you in two to three years. Two to three business years is what we're going to have to wait. <laughs> he said two to three business years. My gosh, that's hilarious. But yeah, now I'm really curious to see what both of your number ones are. So we'll go, we'll start with me for my number one. Shocker, it is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse for pretty much everything that everyone already mentioned. It's just, it really took me away. The only thing that I would say I'm sad about this movie is that I was not able to see it in IMAX because it came back to theaters in IMAX for like a week 
and they were all at the worst possible times ever. They were just like all midday showings. And by the time I like got off work, there was like, there was like one left. And I was like, well, I had to leave like right now to go see it. And I was like, you know what? I just got off work. I got to decompress. I don't want to, I want to decompress when I get to the theater, but I can't like rush to the theater, like the, the drive in between like home and the theater. I was like, it's just not going to work. But yeah, for everything you guys already mentioned, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse is phenomenal. Um, he's my favorite superhero like ever. So I'm, I'm glad that um, Miles Morales is also getting like some love as well. So it's, it's just a great movie. And the, uh, the physical media or the, it comes out on Blu-ray soon. You can actually buy it now on digital, but I believe the Blu-ray comes out next week. I believe it is September 5th. So got yeah. to get that steel book. Yeah, yeah, that's when I, I also that, in the that soundtrack is a never skip for me. Like every song. Yeah. Oh yeah, me. the soundtrack. It's cause so so many people are talking about, oh, like which soundtrack is better across the Spider-Verse and into the Spider-Verse. It's like obviously into the Spider-Verse is fantastic. And like but like across the Spider-Verse soundtrack, it hits on like on a deeper level. Like they don't it's have a little to more curated. Yeah. Yeah. They don't necessarily be like banger um songs but they just yeah they're more curated they're deep they make you think they're very zen kind of songs but we'll move on to mr mike thomas's number one what is your number one mike i'm i'm dying to know oppenheimer oh wow love christopher nolan so much like his entire filmography sorry if you hear my puppy in the background but his entire filmography Fantastic. Oppenheimer, I think, like Devin was saying uh, when he was talking about Barbenheimer, this movie had no business almost making a billion dollars at the box office. It's insane. It's insane. But that's just how good of a filmmaker Nolan is. He was able to take this World War II drama biopic, and it very much is all of that. It's not like he subverted your expectation, but like the presentation is just so interesting. I'm glued to my seat looking at the screen for three hours. And yeah, it feels like three hours, but I'm invested for every single second of it in a way that I don't think a drama has ever like engrossed me into a film that way. Usually if it's a three hour movie, it's Lord of the Rings, it's Endgame, it's the Batman. So it's like you have action every 20 minutes or something to like jolt yeah. you back to life. <laughs> this has none of that. This has boardrooms and, and, and explosions. I'm, and I'm invested oh, the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Downey, best performance of his career. He's fantastic. Like everybody in this movie is so good. Yeah. I love it. It was it's nice to know, you know, Robert Downey Jr. had said that he was a little afraid to take on this role um for Oppenheimer because he'd been playing Iron Man for so long. And he didn't kind of want to slip back into that. And I was like, I kind of get it. Um, but then again, he did uh, <laughs> he did sign up for Doolittle <laughs> right after Avengers Endgame. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. But I'm glad that he was still able to make this role his own without everyone saying, oh, he's just playing Iron Man again kind of situation. So, yeah, yeah very, very uh, excited for that. Kudos to him. So, Devin, what is your... Number one, your top dog. But what is your guess? It was John Wick Chapter Four. What if I told you it's Extraction Two? 
No way. <laughs> no just, way. Just to spite you. <laughs> no way. It is extraction two. I Okay, okay, no, it's John McFlore. <laughs> I was like, we'll talk about I just I just had to drop that that bomb. He had on you. to mess with you, man. I was like, talk about coming out of left field. I was like, okay. I, I'm like, you know what? I Hey, everyone's list is their own. I cannot, you know, judge someone's list like that. But I was like, no freaking way. You all know you hate Extraction 2, and I think it's a fun time for an action movie. <sighs> but it's not it, my favorite, unfortunately. It was better than the first, but that's not really saying much. At least to me, that's just how I am. I think Tyler Rake is a very silly name it's such a for cool a character. Name. Tyler Rake. Tyler Rake. It's just weird that that's the hang-up for you. I I need a Tyler Rake and John Wick crossover. I need that crossover. (laughs) That would be amazing. Wick versus Rake. Wick. It just writes itself. (laughs) It's the the teaser poster is going to be a candle wick and and yes, actually, a a rake would actually win in that in that fight. So. Oh my gosh! I uh, well, you you had me going for a second. I was like, it's probably John Wick. He's like, no, it's like Shaxon too. I was like, it, it it took me a second to process that in my brain. You tried to block it out of your out of your memory. It's <laughs> like this never happened. This never happened. The I got Rake back will court. not be denied, Christian. Oh my gosh! It, <laughs> hey, it's. People are allowed to like what they like. I cannot, you know, judge them for that. If people enjoy Attraction 2, that is great for them. It just wasn't for me. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) But yeah, John Wick 4, to me, it's a movie that that had my jaw on the floor for the most amount of time of any movie this year. I know you had some issues with the length of time, but for me that makes it even more impressive because... There really weren't any many of any breaks in the action, which is just insane because it was what two hours forty minutes. Yeah, and just kind of it just never really stopped until the end, and then it, it is a satisfying ending despite maybe a fifth one happening, which people are mixed on. But I really don't care. I just want more John Wick at all times. Just give me all the movies as long as Keanu's down, I'm down. This movie just did not let go, and the action scenes that that top down camera scene with the like flame dragon shotgun yeah one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life it's just such a cool movie i just love all the action i i feel it man hey that is more more power to you i'm i'm very excited that you enjoyed john wick four i did as well i was maybe i need to go back and revisit it so that is that is definitely something that i need to uh to see for myself 100 percent but actually, so now that we're done with our, our favorite films, 2023, I want to throw one small little tidbit in there. I want us to give one film that we're looking forward to for the rest of the year and one TV show that we're looking forward to for, for the rest of the year that people can check out as well as, yeah. So we'll go to Mike, Devin, and then I'll close out and then we will end the show. Yeah, that's a curveball. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah. oh. movie, didn't have to do our homework here. Yeah. <laughs> the movie I would have been expecting 
is Dune. Yeah, but same. The powers that be <laughs> hate me. You poor sad souls. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess like looking at the the film slate coming up, Aquaman because I have no idea what to expect from that movie. Like I I fully anticipate it to be. I don't bad. think DC knows what to expect from that movie. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of why I'm interested. Uh, but if it's not Aquaman, it might be uh, the creator. That movie seems very interesting. I oh, am yeah. a, a oh, big sci-fi yeah. fan, so I'm interested to see uh, mm-hmm. where Gareth Edwards takes that movie. Um, and everything we've seen from it, they had a Comic-Con panel. It all seems really intriguing. So if it's not Dune, it would have to be the creator, I would say, off the top of my head. And what is a television show that you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Yeah, since I didn't do my homework, I don't necessarily know all the shows coming out. So I'm just going to keep it safe and say... Jujutsu Kaisen season two, baby, or Attack on oh. Titan if that show ever ends. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's crazy. I'm, uh, uh. It's got to be this year. It's got to be this year, right? Like I think it has. It better be. <laughs> it better be one hundred percent. But yeah, I was right there with you, Mike. I really wanted Dune would have been my number one, but I have a new favorite. But we're going to move over to Devin. What is a film that you're looking at? A, one of your most anticipated films for the rest of the year and a TV show that you were looking forward to the rest of the year. I have mine on lock. I just thought of them like within two segments, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I guess as far as most anticipated film of the remainder of the year. I'm actually looking at a list right now to jog my memory, but I'll have to go with uh, I'll have to go with Killers of the Flower Moon because you got Scorsese, you got that cast. It's getting a wide release, thankfully now. Yeah, so that should be a good time. Hex, yeah, for and sure. Then for a TV show, I'm gonna go with Gen V, the boys spinoff series, oh, which comes out in yeah. I think exactly one month. I think I just, so. I just love the boys, and I'm excited to see what they do with it as far as the spinoff goes. Because that's kind of against their their whole brand of like superhero. Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. we, we don't want to create a whole universe, but they're kind of doing it. So I'm curious to see how they pull that off. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about Gen V, but if it is anywhere near as good as the boys, we're looking at the a trailer. Show. Really sold me because the trailer like went all out. All right. So whew, for me, this this is t- when it comes to TV and stuff. So I'll give my film since Dune has been stolen from me as it's just been it's I'm so mad. Like, it, I feel like Kevin Garnett and Uncut Gems. They had a whole Vanity Fair. <laughs> oh, don't even like, get us started on that. This is the whole Christian hate movie hatred hour here. I don't hate. Oh, my God. No, I did not like Uncut Gems all that much. I saw two movies Christmas Day 2019. One of them was Little Women. Greta Garwig's Little Women. And it was phenomenal. I laughed. I cried. It is a masterpiece. And then I walked in to Uncut Gems. And I was like, what? The heck Barbenheimer before Barbenheimer. You watched it in the wrong order, probably. You probably should have watched Uncut Gems first. You would have felt a little better. Uh, but my entire point is, why would you show me all this Dune 2 promotional stuff and I can't have it? Yeah. That's my entire point of like, why would you do this to me? But like now they have to do the marketing all over again. Oh my God. And like, I get it. They're pushing it back because of the strike. But the reason in why the strike. <laughs> What's up? It's, it's then just difficult. end yeah. the strike. Just, just exactly. Pay the, pay the people. 
It's like, this is a controlled situation. If you paid these actors and these writers, you wouldn't have to push anything back. And then people can just go ahead and the actors and the writers and directors, producers can go ahead and promote these films. Like, oh my gosh, it's so annoying. But I digress. My, a film that's one of my anticipated of the year is The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That was going to be my guess. It was. Oh, the book is so good, Devin. I'm telling you. Uh, it's it's reportedly around two hours and 45 minutes, rightfully so, because there's a lot that happens in that book and they want to get it right. And I believe the director from Hunger Games Catching Fire is coming back to direct this one. And I believe he also directed... Uh, Mockingjay Part One and Two, so I would say he's two for two for one right now because a lot of people didn't like Mockingjay Part Two as much, but Catching Fire phenomenal. Mockingjay Part One was amazing as well. But yeah, The Ballad of Song Songbirds and Snakes, a Hunger Games story. Um, I'm very very excited for that. I'm I'm so. I'm so in for it. I'm like, I've been wanting this for so long. I've been rereading the book and I'm like, oh, it, it's, I think it's, it's going to be great. A killer cast and everything uh, in between for my most anticipated television show. I was actually doing a coin flip between the fall of the house of Usher or invincible season two. I think I'm going to go with invincible season two because we already got a little, um, taste with Adam Eve, the prequel special, and that if it's was so any, good, man. It, it really was. Like, if it's anything like that, and I'm sure that it will be, I am on board. So I'm going to yeah, go that, with Invincible that season two. Was amazing. Yeah, like man, I wish we would have covered it. I mean, we still technically could, but like, man, it's it's so freaking good. Like that was some of the best comic book anything period I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, wow, that, that really just got me excited for season two all over again. So with all that said, I just wanted to throw those small little curveballs in there, keep you guys on your toes, keep you guys thinking about the future. But as we had mentioned for all of our listeners, you can definitely check out any of these titles for movie and television that we covered here today. Like I said, you have plenty of time to watch television. When it comes to movies this year, I think they're definitely going to start ramping up when it comes to like late September, early October throughout the rest of the year. Um, besides no Dune, uh, rest in peace or not rest in peace, but it's like out there in limbo. Uh, it's just so it's so weird. What's what's the new date again? It's March 2024 or yeah. something like that. That's just as weird as Wonder Brothers saying, hey, you know what? We're going to release the Batman. It's. It's based off or, you know, surrounds around uh, Zodiac and uh, the long Halloween. And they're going to be like, yep, this is a spring movie. Let's release this in spring, baby. <laughs> like the Dark yeah. Nights, the Batman should have released September, October, November, around there. It would have been awesome. Like that would have been perfect. And I, I guarantee you it probably would have hit a billion dollars. If it was around that time, I think. But 
So if we're gonna do this, do this Dune rant justice, we should <laughs> take a look at March 2024 because you were just talking about how there's a dry spell and there's not that many things coming out. Dune was gonna be an IMAX for like nine weeks straight. Oh yeah, life. and this is the competition has to deal with now because they moved the date. Uh, Pixar's Elio. Pixar movie coming out. They have The Fall Guy. They have A Quiet Place Day One. Uh, they have Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. Disney's Snow White remake. Oh. Bong Joon-ho's Mickey 17. Oh, Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife sequel. Whatever the title is for that. And then The Shift. There's a lot of movies coming out. And I'm not going to say any of them are going to be bigger than Dune. But when you have that much competition, you're not going to do as well as you could have if you just stuck to the original like early November date or whatever it had, right? Because the yeah. only competition it would have had was the Marvels. And the nerds who were going to watch the Marvels probably were going to watch both anyway. So it wasn't much competition. Yeah, yeah that, and that's all coming out supposedly March 2024, it's, it's so long as nothing moves. Um, yeah, that is... Um, that's a lot to compete with in one month. Not saying that one's going to do better than the other because none of these films have come out. We have no clue how these other films are going to perform. But yeah, it's it's almost like they could have just kept Dune and like moved Wonka and threw that in March. I feel like that's a very spring move March Aquaman. movie. Or move on. You, no, just you throw move that away. Aqua- Nobody wants you, it anyway. <laughs> you move Aquaman to Max. That's what you do. <laughs> I don't see how Aquaman doesn't get moved. I was like out of because we we had the color purple coming out the the remake uh, remake for the color purple coming out Wonka Dune was also supposed to come out this year and then um, Aquaman out of those four movies your biggest bets it's going to be Dune probably followed by the color purple and you choose Dune. <laughs> to move Dune part two out of those four films I would have moved Wonka or um, Aquaman 2 in a freaking heartbeat like I would have just kept pushing I would have flipped the reverse dates and just make Aquaman come out earlier nobody cares just get it over with rip the bandaid off and be done yeah I'm telling you release it on max we're all good to go just pay the people like, cause I mean, like, what are they going to do? It's, I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Rant over. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so livid. Cause I'm like, well, like, what am I supposed to look forward to now? Like, Oh, I can't wait to go see Aquaman or, the, or, uh, Wonka does not look all that great. This is like, where you take your own advice and say, Hey, there's a lot of great TV. The Continental's yeah. coming out, you know, maybe that's going to be good, you know. There. There's, to yeah. quote my co-host Isaac, now's a good time to start One Piece. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Now's a good time to restart Naruto. <laughs> Believe it. One, or, or Boruto, but One Piece, no, because I know, I know where Naruto ends. We don't know. We, we can't. It's it's too much. It's too much. There's no way they can even make like a Kai version of <laughs> One Piece. They couldn't do it. There's too much. I know there's a fan project, not to get sidetracked too much. There is a fan project called One Pace where they cut out all the filler and apparently it's like 
It's allegedly like half as long, so it's like the length of Naruto right now. One that's funny. One piece. <laughs> the shit is called the One Direction. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I digress. So that concludes our best or our favorite movies um, and TV shows of 2023 dot 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 so far. So I wanted to take this time for Mike to let everyone know where they can find him on the internet, uh, what's coming up next on your outlets and what you have in the works. So Mr. Mike Thomas, take it away. Thank you guys so much for having me back. It's It's been a blast talking talking with you guys you can find me at novice cinephile on twitter the novice cinephile on threads and instagram uh, on youtube as well you can also check out my podcast the chatter after and the amateur otaku Uh, on the chatter after we are talking my adventures with superman that finale is coming up so we're gonna be covering that this week we are also uh, talking any movie news La La Land, that's a video that's going to be coming out soon, so check out that. Over on the otaku side of things, Naruto, coming back. We Christian actually joined us. We're going to be breaking down and doing a tier list for all the Naruto movies. See where they rank. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Check out that video when it drops. Uh, and One Piece comes to Netflix on the 31st. We've got reviews and coverage for all that stuff. And over at Collider.com actually did interview the music supervisor and the production designer for one piece. So if you want to get all the nerdy details about how Netflix brought that world to life, go check out collider.com. All right, man, that was, you know what? We can just end it right there. (laughs) Mike was so professional about it. He's like, we got this, this, and this. I'm like, Oh man, he's just, you know, he's, he's on the roll, but definitely check out all of Mike's content over on collider, the chatter after does a lot of great work over there. They uh, they cover a lot of stuff. I'm like, man, oh man, I don't know how you guys do it, but you get it done, <laughs> 100%. It is functioning on two hours of sleep. That's how we get it done. <laughs> <laughs> sleep, <laughs> Mike's motto, his advice, sleep is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sleep, you can get anything done. It's amazing. Or you can be like Kramer. <laughs> <from> <laughs> I forgot what he did where he's like, oh, yeah, I take like these spurt little naps like throughout the day. So I have more time to do stuff (laughs) within 24 hours. (laughs) I was like, my gosh, that's crazy. That was such a great bit. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you know what? Why is he making sense right now? (laughs) But with all that said, that concludes today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. And don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a movie lover, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Spread the love of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, let's take a sneak peek of what's coming up next on the show. So we are going to be covering the Ahsoka series. I believe we're going to be waiting until the end for Ahsoka, the season finale. The first two episodes we have already covered because those dropped on the same day. But for the the last, I think it's six. So it's like eight episodes altogether. So the next six episodes, we're just going to be watching it week to week, you know, jotting down our, our notes and whatnot. And we will be giving a spoiler 
um, a spoiler review of Ahsoka series altogether, and that's where we'll give our our um, review score and whatnot. And also, we're going to be covering Bottoms, I believe, that new um, comedy show. Yes, or not wider comedy release show. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, wider wider release this weekend, which I'm very excited about. So we're definitely going to be covering that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked at the schedule as of yet. Like I said, I feel like September is a bit of a light month, to be completely honest. But I could be totally wrong because I feel like there's more television shows coming out now. It depends what you're looking for, I guess. Yeah, I think so. And like I said, I I don't have the schedule up for me right now. So there could be something I'm totally missing, like 100% right now. The Equalizer 3, Christian. Oh, yeah, for I've heard interesting reviews so far. Yeah, I've the seen the Nun Two, My Big Fat Greek Wedding Three, Saw Patrol. Yeah. Hello, oh exactly. Oh yeah, Saw and Paw Patrol. I will say that Paw Patrol poster is looking pretty fire. <laughs> it just is. I'm like, wow, they really, they really up themselves. Yeah, we got to figure out. We'll figure out something. Just keep a lookout on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. That's the stupidest name in the world the domain name is still twitter.com so what is still twitter to me (laughs) this is tm to me (laughs) but with all that said thank you all for listening if you enjoy the show again please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts and spotify and make sure to stay connected with us by following us again on twitter for the latest updates i'm christian that was devin and mike signing off and remember life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. Peace. That the bio. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs>